0: everybody, welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Jody Livingston, and I'm excited to have you with us today. If it's your first time checking out the show, welcome. We're glad you're here. And if you are a longtime listener, maybe even a member of the Super Secret Podcast group, we're glad you're here as well. Today is episode 128. Show notes will be at thelongerhall.com slash episode 128. If you are not already subscribed and following the podcast, please do that wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. I'll have a link for the Facebook group in the show notes as well. And if you're not on the mailing list, head over to longerhall.com and jump on the email list there. Some goodies coming your way there that uh, you only get if you're on the email list. So make sure you do that. Hopefully you've survived summer. I know for me, it was a crazy busy summer. It feels like every summer is that way. I'm not sure that youth ministry ever slows down, but it certainly does change pace a little. We kind of flip, and so we're headed back to the school year here. And I'm excited to be back in our normal uh, ministry rhythm, for sure, as we get going. Today, I'm going to kind of circle back. had a listener kind of ask, hey, when are you going to do another episode where you kind of recommend some books to us. And so I have a list of books today. I'm going to give you five books that uh, would be helpful, I think, for you to read or take a look at. It's been a bit since we've uh, done any of these. Big time believer that you will grow in your leadership. You will grow in your ability to be effective if you're reading. And I know there's a million podcasts and YouTube videos and tons of ways to consume content. But I am convinced that reading is still one of the best ways to do that. You can be mentored by people you would never meet in person and yet learn and continue to learn so, so much. And I'm finding that to be such a lost discipline in many. And I am not naturally a reader, I will tell you. It's not something that I do naturally, but it is something that I have seen the value in over uh, the years and something I've learned to do and kind of developed the discipline in doing so. Hopefully that is true for you. If not, I challenge you, encourage you to step in and start that discipline. And even if it's just one book, I'm also, let me just say this too. I'm not a big fan necessarily. I don't have anything against it, but I don't think you have to kind of start off your year and post your books. Hey, here's my reading list for the year, or post a picture of a stack of books. If you want, that's fine. And maybe that provides some accountability to you. I'm more just at the, at the heart of the issue. And that is that you are continually reading. And so let me give you a few things before I jump into these books that I think are helpful, especially if you're just starting this discipline of reading. And the first thing I'll tell you is this. You need to be reading from multiple genres. So it's easy to just dial in and read nonfiction, specifically if you're trying to grow as a leader. And we tend to read similar books. And so depending on your personality, depending on kind of what your, your bent is. You might be reading a ton of books on ministry-related ideas or topics, or you might be reading a ton on youth ministry, and that's great, and I hope you are. But I think there's value, too, in reading some nonfiction. I think there's value in reading biography. I think there's value in finding multiple avenues and genres for you to read in. I learned something from all of those, and and it really wasn't until probably six or seven years ago that I really introduced fiction kind of into my regular rhythm of of reading and i found it to be incredibly incredibly helpful so you need to make sure that you're reading across multiple genres of of books as you're reading otherwise you're you're gonna find yourself i think a bit weary of reading um, and so making sure you're doing that will will help you and, and and it can be really refreshed I can be really refreshed sometimes a good fiction book is what I need it lets my Kind of my mind lets me escape someplace else that that maybe I wouldn't otherwise. It kind of takes the pressure off. It takes me out of kind of ministry mode. Ministry mode. So the first thing I would say is you should be reading across multiple genres. The second thing is I think you need to be reading consistently, whatever that looks like for you. I don't think that you have to have necessarily a goal of reading however many books. You know, if you want to read twelve books a year, that's one a month. Or I'm going to read you know two books a month. Or I'm just going to read six books. It doesn't. I mean. Having a goal, there's nothing wrong with having a goal of how many books you're going to read. But what I find is when I have a goal like that, if I don't meet it, I feel frustrated. I feel defeated. Like, ah, I didn't do it. Even though the reality is I read quite a few books or whatever the goal was, I accomplished more than I probably would have otherwise. And so, you know, you can set that, but I don't think you have to do. I think the discipline of reading and just the consistency of that is the greater win. And so whether that's finding some time you're going to carve out every day to read, that's going to be a goal of reading, you know, a certain amount. That's fine. It just needs to be consistent. And so make sure that you're doing that. The third thing is this. If you do make a list of books that you're going to read, and maybe they're the books that we'll even talk about today. If you do make a list, leave some room for books that you would add later. I think sometimes... I make a list, I've been guilty of making a list of books and then new books come out or I find out about books throughout the year and I already have this massive list of books and I didn't really leave much room to jump into something new. And so again, that's kind of where maybe the downside of making the list comes is that if you don't leave room for new books, then you're gonna find yourself frustrated or or you're just gonna derail the whole thing. So that's that's that. And then the last thing I'll say is I'm a big fan of audiobooks as well. And so generally speaking, I'm usually reading a few books, like physical books, and I'm listening to some audiobooks. And I'm, I'm kind of doing several at the same time. Now, maybe that wasn't always the case, but now that's the case. And so, you know, I have no, I think audiobooks can be a great way to consume that information. And, and maybe you're a better audible learner or visual learner. Sometimes I'll do both. If I get a good audible book or audiobook and I like it, then I'll buy the physical book or vice versa. And so I think that's an option for you as well. I find that a mix of both is really, really good. I particularly like biography or fiction as an audio book, especially if there's some really difficult names to pronounce if it's a historical thing. Sometimes I get I get frustrated or stumped over that and it just slows the reading. But if I'm listening to someone else read it, I don't have to worry about that as much. So just some just so kind of guiding principles, if you haven't started, or you don't really have a consistent discipline of reading, some things, the, the the biggest thing is just start, right? And so if you're not reading, you should start reading somewhere. So I've got I've got a few books here. I have got five books, and and I'll throw in a bonus at the end as well that I want to kind of recommend to us. And the first is a book called the called Canoeing the Mountains. Canoeing the Mountains. This is a great book I read with Chris Trent, who was my co-host here for a good bit. We actually read this kind of heading into right in the beginning of COVID. So it's been around for a little bit. We're reading it now, or about to start reading it now, as a a pastor-elder team here at our church. This will actually be my third time through the book. Really good, just on the idea of how to kind of deal with change and leading through change, leading in change. It was incredibly relevant for COVID, but I don't know that a lot of people knew of it yet. And what I love about this book, I, I love history and I love biography, and this book kind of combines this really great narrative biography kind of element to it from and the history of the Lewis and Clark expedition with the leadership principles that are present there and how that kind of applies to leading particularly, especially in the church world. And so the idea is Lewis and Clark heading to find the Pacific coast, right? They expected to get to the Rockies and jump in a canoe and kind of cruise on down. And they got there and found themselves in mountains like they had never thought of or dreamed of. And all of a sudden, the canoes weren't going to do them much good to try to canoe those mountains. And so great, great book. Highly recommend it. It's a pretty easy read. And again, uh, available as an audio book as well. But really, really good. I think it's been helpful for me to kind of process and learn a little bit of things, how I can do better in even leading the volunteers that we serve, our staff team. And I'm excited as to, to jump into that a little bit with our, our pastor elders as well. So, Canoeing the Mountains is, uh, is the first book. Great, great book. The second book is called Lost in the Middle. And this is a book. That there's not an audio version of. This is only a physical book that I could find. I looked for an audio version. This book will particularly be helpful for you if you're kind of late 30s, early to mid 40s, because Paul Trip here, and he's kind of, he's addressing what we would consider this idea of the midlife crisis, but he does it from such a great biblical theological framework That uh, would be that is really really helpful to to navigate. This book was probably no probably is the wrong word. This book was easily the most challenging book I've read in probably the last decade, and some of that is because of where I am uh, in life, particularly because I'm in here at 42, and uh, and so just trying to think and process through. Kind of, what does it look like at 42? And when I was in my 20s, the whole world was in front of me. I was looking ahead at everything. Now at 40, I find myself looking back more than I did. And so trying to navigate some of that. I have recommended this book to more friends than I can count. I cannot tell you how helpful this book has been. It took me a long time to get through it. And I'm still not all the way through it, but I'm pretty close. Because every page that I read of this book, I feel like Paul Tripp is smacking me in the face. Like he is in my head as I'm reading this book. Just an incredibly encouraging and helpful book. The first, the I'll be honest, the first few chapters of the book, I'd say the the bulk of the front end of the book is really difficult for me. It was difficult for me because he's pointing out things that I know to be true that I'm feeling myself on a personal level but probably haven't been able to put words to. And then the back end of the book is where he kind of brings it all together and just just a great great book. Again, that's Paul Tripp Lost in the Middle, called Grace for the Midlife. Great book. So I would highly recommend that particularly if you're kind of in your 30s, 40s or beyond. Just a great a great read there. So Canoeing the Mountains first book there, uh, the second book Lost in the Middle by Paul Tripp. The third book that I, I that I would recommend is called Team of Rivals. Team of rivals this book is more uh, biographical in nature and it's it's around the idea it's around Abraham Lincoln and the idea that it presents that which is it's a fascinating especially if you like history this is a great book, but even if you don't I think it I think you'd still enjoy it. It explains how Abraham Lincoln became president for one and the the bulk of the book is on this idea that Lincoln took his political rivals, and he built his presidential cabinet out of them. And so they weren't only rivals against him, they were rivals against one another. And he was able to bring them in to his cabinet. And then even even beyond that, he was able to win them to one another to work together. And this isn't necessarily a leadership book per se. It's just the story of what Lincoln did and how he did it, but I felt so challenged and encouraged throughout of a lot of things leadership wise that I'm learning that Abraham Lincoln did that I too could implement in my own in my own ministry and so uh team of rivals great read uh great read, and I would highly recommend that again it's a it's a nice break away from what we' consider or what I would consider maybe your normal leadership book, where it's kind of just giving you these leadership principles. You're kind of watching it and learning as it played out. Very similar, I guess, in some ways to Canoeing the Mountains with Lewis and Clark. And so maybe both of those kind of fall in the same vein. Although Canoeing the Mountains is a leadership book using that premise, Team of Rifles is really just telling the story of what Lincoln did and how he was able to do it. And so highly recommend that. I actually did that book, an audio version of that book, and it was great. It was great. So Canoeing the Mountains, Lost in the Middle, Team of Rivals it was great. And then uh, a book, this is a, a pretty new book that is just out or coming out called Flip the Script. It's a shorter read for sure. Very practical, very helpful, Flip the Script. This is coming out from LifeWay. It's particularly around Gen Z and whats what we're seeing and how it's a very challenging read in terms of how do we approach ministry differently now with this next and new generation? And so we, we've talked about this before on the podcast. We've, I've mentioned Engaging Gen Z, which is not a book on this list per se, but there's a freebie, a bonus, by Tim McKnight. If you've not read Engaging Gen Z, I would highly recommend that one too. That was written before COVID. And Tim's a great friend of the show. He's, he was on just a few episodes back when we were talking about where have all the youth pastors gone. I mean, he was on, he was one of those. And so, a uh, great read there. This is kind of a post COVID now look at Gen Z and, and what does it mean for us and, and what kind of things do we need to be thinking through in the lens of, of reaching this, this next generation Gen Z, Gen Alpha, particularly in student ministry and in kids ministry. And so, flip the script, great book, great read, really short read, very practical for you uh, on that. The next book that I will, that I would Tell us about is a book called The Anxious Teen. The Anxious Teen. This is by, by Brock Morgan. Brock's going to be coming on the show to talk about this book a little bit more here in the next few episodes. But Brock's a great guy, youth pastor here, not too far from me in California, been doing it a long time. Just a great, great example of longevity. Very effective over his time there and has written this book. Just saw, like most of us, I'm sure. Recognizing the level of anxiety that our teens are dealing with, the level of challenges and the number of challenges that our kids are facing, and that we're seeing and trying to to deal with and navigate, and uh, and so wrote this book, The Anxious Teen, with with a Christian therapist as well, and so you kind of hear from both, you hear both perspectives. He kind of writes the bulk of the content, and then there's a section in each chapter where she kind of chimes in and gives. Uh, a little more maybe of a side of perspective from a therapist, which is which is really, really helpful. This book, like the others, very practical, very helpful. The, I think one of the things that I, if I had to pull out a section, and it, it's a great read, all of it, there's a section pretty early in where he just kind of explains how we got here. And even beyond the anxiety issue per se, although it's a piece of it, is how how did youth ministry get to where it is, like how did it become what it is, and the challenges that we're facing? what have, what have those looked like across kind of the generations, particularly looking at how parents have parented each generation over the last bit, and the progression of that to lead us to where we are. I found that incredibly helpful and relatable. looking at that, and going, oh man, yeah, I totally remember that's exactly where. Yeah, I remember what that was like. Oh, that's exactly where that is. Or and it, it just kind of makes sense. I've taken that piece of that book, just that section, and shared it in parent meetings and some parent trainings that we've done uh, here over the last few months since that book came out. And it's it's amazing to see parents kind of oh gosh that makes sense, or recognizing even like oh yeah I remember my parent parenting me like that as well. That that makes total sense. Of course, yes. So that part was really, really good, just really practical helps, good perspective. Again, The Anxious Teen by Brock Morgan, just a really, really, really helpful resource. Great book that, that just came out, and he's a great guy. I love youth ministry books written by folks who are in the trenches doing youth ministry, and Brock is definitely one of those guys. And uh, you can tell as you read it, like he's a guy who just gets it, and he's living it. He's not just, not just kind of doing it or telling people or seeing kind of what that looks like from, from the outside. And then the one last I'll give, which is, I guess, technically now this is a second bonus. So I said five books. If you count engaging Gen Z, this will, this will be seven, but maybe we won't count that one. The last one I'll give is a, is a, and I say it's a bonus because it's not necessarily a book you sit and read or read through. It's more of a devotional. That's well, not. I say more. It is a devotional book. I don't know about you. I struggle a lot. If I'm going to be honest for a minute, sometimes I struggle with just devotional time. That if I'm, especially if I'm just reading scripture, because I start to think through how I might teach it, or I'm thinking through kind of how I might outline this text, or what would some great illustrations or, or examples be, and and so it just kind of it struggles a little if I'm just reading through it. And a lot of the devotionals that I read, you know, maybe they're just giving you a little bit of a thought around a text. It it, it kind of leaves me wanting uh, a little bit more. And so I found or I saw some folks talking about this devotional called "Be Thou My Vision." Be Thou My Vision. And so I grabbed it. It looks super cool. First of all, it comes in. It's a beautiful hardback that comes in a, a little box of its own, and uh, just a great. Uh, it, it it feels good. It's got a few ribbons in it so you can mark your place. And what I really appreciate about this book, this devotional in particular, is it, it really is more of a, and it would say it's almost like a, a liturgical kind of worship or a, a process, a step. And so it's going to walk you through different things. It's not just sitting down and reading scripture, or it's not just sitting down and reading a piece of someone else's thoughts around something. But it's kind of gonna walk you through different elements and it's gonna pull forward some prayers from throughout church history. It's gonna pull some quotes throughout that. There's you're gonna read through some creed stuff, some different creeds as a part of that. There's a scripture component too. So you're reading through scripture, you know, kind of a Bible reading plan that's incorporated in, in it as well. And throughout and and it's different than anything else I've done, for sure. It's not something I probably would have thought about picking up had I not seen others recommend it and talk about it. If you, if you like church history, I think you'll particularly love it, but I don't think you have to love church history to enjoy the read. It's been really good. It's, I feel like it's helped me in the depth of my prayer life as I'm reading these prayers from folks in, throughout church history. And then finding myself challenged really with the, the level of depth that I often pray. I love that there's still a Bible reading component. I'm doing that. It just seems to it seems to have deepened my my time and my personal worship and devotion time a little bit. And it's not something I'll use forever, for sure, but it's something that's been a uh, really good, a really pleasant surprise to my normal rhythm of of just my, my daily walk. So aside from just being a youth pastor, just being a believer, it's been been really, really helpful for me in that regard. So be that my vision. If you're looking for something different, maybe a devotional, something that might challenge or change things up a little bit, this has been really good for me. I've really enjoyed it. And maybe it's not your cup of tea. Maybe it is. I don't know. You may not even like tea. Maybe you're more of a coffee drinker, and that's okay too. You could. I, I tend to read this while I'm drinking coffee. So, So there's that. So again, I'll just go through the books really quickly, all of them that we've mentioned. I'll also have a link for each of these in the show notes. So you can go to longerhall.com slash episode 128, 128, episode 128, and um, find the links for these. The first one I mentioned today was called Canoeing the Mountains. Great read. And the second one is called Lost in the Middle by Paul Tripp. The third one that we mentioned was called Team of Rivals. The fourth, uh, I, I mean, I guess we, we mentioned Engaging Gen Z in there as well we mentioned flip the script from our friends at lifeway and then the anxious teen was there as well from brock morgan and then be thou my vision so my list of five actually turned into seven which in hindsight is probably a better number than five anyway so you clicked on an episode that said five books for youth pastors and you're getting two free bonus ones so there you go seven books for for youth pastors I'd love to know what you think about these if you if you're a part of the Facebook group and you've read some of these or you are picking up some of these for the first time I'd love to hear kind of let me know what you think you can reach out there on the Facebook group you can reach out on Twitter Instagram wherever as well and let me know if you've read any of these maybe you've got some that you've read lately that you would also throw in and add to the list as well that would be that'd be great also so uh shorter episode today, just really a quick list of books. If you're again, if you're not already on the email list, jump on the email list. If you're not subscribed or following the podcast, please do so. Jump in that super secret podcast group. There'll be a link for that in the show notes again. There for you. Thanks for jumping in. We'll be back next time with uh, a little bit of a longer episode, great interview with my friend Eric Holmstrom, who's going to share some wisdom from his own experience through some longevity as a youth pastor. So thanks again for tuning in. Again, head over to the show notes, grab the links for all of these. Stay the course. You're doing a great job, I promise, and we'll catch you in the next episode.